Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. We got a special episode for everyone, as we're having Colby for one episode this week, so we're going to give you a good review of all the games that happened in our drive-thru, and every three weeks, we are going to deliver our power rankings. So sit back and enjoy the show. We are back a little bit different this week. You're going to be uh, on the grind the next two days. I'm going to be just hopping on this episode, but you and Christian will still preview week three tomorrow or week four, rather. Week three was an exciting one. A lot of crazy games. Not always the most entertaining, but uh, a, lot, a lot went down. Um, my picks were terrible. I got all three of my picks wrong. You and Christian both did pretty well. Uh, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm feeling pretty, pretty good, man. A little late one, like we said, so it'll be a little condensed, but um, after the week, feeling great, you know, the Sunday football slate I thought was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, the games probably weren't the most entertaining, but I feel like we got a lot out of those games, though. A lot of them were good, uh, were good games to get a lot from. So week three came and passed. It happened. The primetime game stunk. So primetime still not living up to its uh, (laughs) hype. But hopefully we get a good one tomorrow, you know, very hopeful for uh, Bengals Miami. Yeah. You know, that should be a, that's a good Thursday night game, especially with how well Miami's been doing. Um, so, yeah, a lot, lot happened. Obviously, like, so we're not going to have time to go. We're not going to go through every single week three game. But we got some segments. We do our start our own power rankings. Uh, we're working on that. So I guess just like big week two, week three takeaways. Um, I guess the first one I'll bring up, we'll just do the, the two big upsets uh, or the two top dog teams losing. The Colts, uh, which you and Christian kind of called that you liked, stunning the Chiefs 20-17, to 17, y'all called that one. And then the Dolphins stunning the Bills 21-19, which I was honestly more surprised by. Both those were crazy games. Well, I'll, I'll word it to you this way, Jalen. Actually, this is making more fun. Out of those two games and those two favorites, who should be more concerned about their upset loss, Buffalo or the Chiefs? Buffalo. Um, I think going into this week, I think the Chiefs kind of had that trap game set on them. But Buffalo, that was a division rival and everything. And always we always talk about the pressure and stuff. I think the Chiefs right now, they're just going through the special teams uh, fits that they're going through because, you know, Harrison Buckter – injured so i feel like once they get him back and you know everything that will be you know should be sailing good as new um and just you know a couple of bad cat drops you know they had a few bad drops so not really and i so for me i can't even say it's my home's problem but when i looked at josh allen and the bills struggle and dropping him dropping back 60 plus times um yeah i feel like that was more concerning to me was the bills lost than the chiefs Because I feel like the Chiefs, at first I was like, no way, this is actually going to be a trap game. And then Colts took the early score, the early lead. And then it's like, okay, it's starting to have the the foundation for it. And it happened. So I was not really too concerned because the Chiefs were in that that game. So you got, what do you got? So I'm saying to be the most concerned is the Bills. Yeah. 
I agree with you on that. Um, I do think, like we said, that Chiefs Colts one had kind of a weird feeling. And the more I think about it, I could be wrong on this. This is just going off memory. But I do feel like if I, I I can picture like a couple, at least one time recently, where the Colts have beaten the Chiefs like with Mahomes. Uh, so I do feel like the Colts kind of have given the Chiefs problems over the years. Um, but yeah, that was just a weird game. I don't take too much as much from that one. I still don't even love the Colts, even though they won that one. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you that it's Buffalo just because the two big things really won. They're continue to have a terrible track record now in close games and being able yeah. to win those that that's a real thing. But the other man is they still just like their fatal flaw has been the last two years, really with Josh Allen, when they've been this great super team is they just still can't run the ball that well. Uh, so that's a big so yeah, I agree with you. The Bills loss was more concerning. Yeah. And uh like I said, the sixty dropbacks doesn't help, you know. Mm-hmm. But um I guess leaning in before we go on to the next one, me and Christian had the Dolphins and the Jags. Christian said Dolphins as that as his statement game. He got that right. Um so I guess let's talk about the other side of it, Dolphins, you know. Yeah. They're going up against the Bengals. What are your thoughts on that coming up forward? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a huge win for the Dolphins. Like you said, man, Mike McDaniel, that's about as an impressive as a start to a coaching career as you can have as for your first three games. Um, no, the Dolphins, they're a real team. They look really good. Like I said, they're better than I thought they would be. I got to give them all the credit in the world for that. I still don't see them as like a top-tier team in the league, but I think they're really good. I think they'll be in the playoffs. Like their offense is unique, and they showed that they can win different ways. Uh, they showed they can win a shootout. That game was not a shootout. That was scrappy, more defensive, and they were able to pull it out. They got the the monkey off their back. They have never beaten Josh Allen before that. So, yeah, man, that was a huge statement game for the Dolphins. That's that's a huge win. And now this is a tough one tomorrow. I personally like the Bengals tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, man, that that's a huge win for Miami. So, it feels good for the Dolphins and Tua. Yeah. Um, I'm on the same wave as you, especially coming up tomorrow. Joe Burrow, I think that Jets game was the game they needed to get things back in place, you know, get a win, make sure you guys get, you know, feel good going in, hopefully. Um, so I'm really expecting Joe Burrow almost, uh, hey, I'm back out. You know, I think this is their first primetime game. So this is a really, a com- you know, a Joe Burrow statement game. I think he's going to be, if I can, make that decision tomorrow on time. Hopefully he'll be my statement pick, but – I am expecting a good game. Let me just say that because yeah. I'm not going to expect, I mean, everyone's saying Dolphins are going to be emotionally gassed like the Seattle Seahawks ended up coming out. But I don't think this is going to be that case where we see a team just, you know, but falter out like that. I think tomorrow we're going to see a really, it could go either. I feel like it could go Dolphins just run away with it or the Bengals make it a really good game. Yeah. Like that's one of two ways I see it. Yeah. I agree. I kind of just, I do kind of, I could see the Bengals really roll into also. I just feel like the Bengals needed a lot more. Um, Mm -hmm. Should be fun though. Okay. So plenty of other storylines. Like I said, we can't hit on all of them. Um, I guess the second one that I want to hit on just because this is a fun one. We talked about him a lot. I believe this was my statement game. Um, And I know you had it as your upset. One of your upset picks, the Jags steamrolled the chargers 38, 10, um, yep. 
Now, I will say I want to give all the love to the Jags and will mostly to make this about them. Just on the charter side real quick, Justin Herbert really did not look like he should have been out there. Uh, he's clearly not 100%, and they have a bunch of big injuries now. So major, major concerns in, in Charger land uh, early. But, yeah, man, the Jags, they look buttoned up. Their offense is legit. Their line is better than I thought it would be. Trevor Lawrence is who we thought he is, I feel comfortable saying. Two, two games in, like I said, or three games in, we said last week, especially now, like Trevor Lawrence, yeah, he's a dude. It was probably just because he had possibly the worst, entered the worst coaching situation ever his first year. Um, he's going to be by far the best quarterback in that draft, I think. Um, their weapons are legit. Christian Kirk has been great. They Their defense is – their defensive front is legitimately good. They yeah. still have questions, but their pass rush is, is a problem. Um so yeah, man, the Jags. I'm feeling great if I'm the Jags. I, I could, I honestly, they're better than I thought they would be, and I know we were both high on them so far, at least. Like I liked them in that division. Yeah, I mean, we were. I think we were pretty high. We didn't give them as many wins as we probably should have. I can't wait for our uh, when. When? What is it? We gotta wait till week eight or nine for the re re edit. There's an extra game, so at least we gotta go to nine. All right. So yeah, week nine, but um. Yeah, I'm, the one thing we did feel good about was Doug Peterson. And boy, did he change. I think he really changed the culture really fast. Got Trevor Lawrence showing us his true colors. Um, it's awesome to see. Um, I think it's good that we're high on the Jags. Uh, very swaggy team. Very fun team, in my opinion. Sorry. I know uh, our Colts fans out there and everything. And uh, Davis Mills, because we are a Davis Mills support group here. But not been a great um, start for the Davis Mills. Sport, yeah, but yes, but we don't feel bad for Tennessee. Sadly, <laughs> we don't feel bad for Tennessee. At least I don't, because they had their chance. Um, and I think this is going to be very interesting to see. Uh, that's a game. Those are going. These Jaguars games are going to be very interesting to see going forward. Now, so it's fun to say that. You know, I'm sure our friend Gabe is hyped that the Jags are back, especially since his Bears somehow are two and one. And, uh, you know, still, I have you know, to say, somehow. Sorry. Uh, no, you're, I'm done. That was it. That was okay. No, yeah. Finishing the, off. the Jags, uh, yeah, it's all happy times there. I'm very excited to see how they look. I think Trevor Lawrence by far. But I would say right now, confidently, this is probably maybe recency bias, but both projecting and just right now, I would say he's already the best quarterback in the division. He, Matt Ryan is not what he used to be. Tannehill, meh, Davis Mills, it ain't been pretty so far. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, I already think they got the best quarterback in the division, and when you have that, I think you're always going to have a legit shot. Um, the only thing I wanted to say about the Bears is I- I'm done. I'll give the Bears some respect. I'm done making my locks of the week picking against the Bears. <laughs> Picking against the Bears in my locks. I think so. they want you to keep picking them. I think they want you to. They want you to stop. They want you to keep rooting against. I'm gonna them, fade Cody. the Bears at least for a couple weeks. At least for a week or two here. Um, if okay. you fade the Bears two weeks in a row and they go zero and two, I think we found out what your superpower is. This has nothing to do with the Steelers. It's doubting the Bears. <laughs> that might be your superpower. It's every time you doubt the Bears, they do really well. <laughs> so um, we'll see. Yeah, I, <laughs> rolling through the rest of week three, that pretty much covers Bears-Texans as much as we need to. <laughs> About the Raiders later. Uh, Tennessee Oof. saved their season. 
your Vikings, nice win over Detroit. The Lions were rolling you all for a while and looked great, and then they classic Detroit Lions fashion collapsed. It was like you could literally see it coming as it was happening. You're like, they're not going to be able to put this away. Detroit looked so good for so long, and then Kirk Cousins just got a roll late in the 1 o'clock window. How, yes, sir. How you your Vikings after that one? Like I said, Hall of Fame, Kirk Cousins at 1 <laughs> o'clock. <laughs> it came through. Hall of Fame, Kirk Cousins at 1 o'clock. Um, Again, the crazy stat of him being 62, 62, and now two. He is literally a 500 quarterback still now after this game. <laughs> um, congratulations, Kirk. Back into the back into the perfect average. Um, I just, for me personally, I really, I was I was concerned. There was a moment where I was like, the Lions had it. Like you said, they had it. it looked like they had this thing tucked away, really nice and neat, but. Each time you hear, you see the, I saw the Vikings swoop by my red zone, you know, because I obviously wanted to catch other games because I felt like, I mean, obviously the Bills Dolphins game, it was low scoring. I had to keep an eye on that too. But whenever I saw those Vikings, man, it was, it was like, man, how are we still floating around and everything? <laughs> Especially how you said Kirk Cousins was not playing his best game. And Justin Jefferson, there's been a lid on him for two weeks in a row now. Um, credit to Jeff Akuda and everything. It looks yeah. like he's finally <laughs> stepping up this year. Um, that's big for the Lions. But I'm not going to lie. It had me a little bit concerned about the Saints this year. But I mean, it's not this year, but this next game up in London. Um, I'll get into that probably tomorrow. But, um, yeah, I was about to say, not anymore. But the <laughs> Lions, you know, Dan Campbell, he made great fourth down decisions. And of course, the one that everyone talked about was the one that they didn't get. Um, I was surprised that we stopped him. But our defense, I think the main takeaway from that was our defense kind of showed up on that one because mm -hmm. our offense certainly did it because <laughs> we definitely had a lid on us for a while. And now without Dalvin Cook, I'm hoping the offense actually opens up a little bit more, you know, and we do see Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Irv Smith and more KJ Osborne, but that is my roundup of the Vikings game. Okay. I like that. Um, yeah, I like Minnesota over the Saints. The Saints do not look good. Jameis, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a fish. I think I'm off the Jameis wagon for good now. Uh, anyways, but uh, I will say the, the one thing, and the Lions should have had that game, uh, but it was very predictable. Vikings, mm -hmm. you know, one. I do think the Vikings, y'all be right in the mix. Doesn't really change my thoughts on the Vikings or the Lions too much. I, I'll say the biggest thing. I think the biggest concern for you long term coming out of that is that uh, Lions no longer, you can no longer going forward are going to be able to be, and this goes for the Packers too, by the way. No longer going forward are you going to be able to be like, all right, well, two wins against the Lions when you look at the schedule at the beginning of the mm -hmm. year. Those days are over. They are going to be a tough out. You're going to have to battle for those because uh, their oh, yeah. personnel's legit. Oh yeah, going into the game, the Lions and the Vikings went one and one last season. Yeah. So those were those games are going to be going back and forth um, at Detroit next time. Yeah, depending on where they're standing. I mean, those are going to that's going to be you know how they how everyone is doing the at that time. You know that's going to be a really good game too. So. Hopefully it's not – I'm pretty – thank goodness it's not the Thanksgiving game. We play Patriots on Thanksgiving, so we kind of dodged a bullet there. But it is sadly the 8 o'clock Thanksgiving game. So uh, 
her cousins. <laughs> Give me one thing to be thankful for. Oh, the last thing. The last thing I wanted to say on that game, that, that is going to be a, this will be the most exciting Thanksgiving Lions game in years, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it will be. The last, I think they play the Bills. Last thing I want to say about the Vikings. Oh, yeah. I think they do play the Bills. Ooh, that's a tough Like you said, no, they'll be electric. I'm with you, though. That's going to be an electric Thanksgiving game. They, they have the feisty Lions versus the well known should be Super Bowl favorite Bills. Yeah. Like, like that's going to be good. <laughs> Last thing I wanted to, I forgot to say before on the Vikings. How do you think the uh, London at 9 a.m. start time affects Kirk Cousins? Is that like like prime time, like bad because it's so far off his schedule? Or is it so early that he's even better than he is at 1 o'clock? And he's just like, man, I get to get this football game out of the way so early in the day so I can do all my other Kirk Cousins things later? <laughs> all right. I can do all my Kirk Cousins things. Um I'm going to say it's the latter because that's what I've been riding on today on these last couple of days. It's the latter. Uh, that's why I've just been feeling. I feel like it's because uh, it's not going to be like it's still going to be daylight over there. So, you know, it's still going to be bright and early over there. So I think uh, I think he'll be all right. I think Kirk Cousins, he's, a, he's afraid of the limelight. And yeah, it's going to be prime. Yeah, it's going to be sort of him. Stand, it's like going to be like a sort of standalone game. But let's be honest, not many people will turn on those 9 a.m. games unless your team is sadly playing in those 9 a.m. games shout out jacksonville fans for keeping them around um because i know they're going back to london every year uh but <laughs> i just want to say i'm on the ladder so i think kirk cousins should perform better or my other theory the clocks over there are going to show someone's just going to turn all the clocks in the kirk cousins hotel to 11 o'clock at all times <laughs> so, so that way Kirk Cousins at one o'clock will be ready in come game time I forgot 11 o'clock one o'clock same thing uh, in the game time zones right now again I mean technically it's noon because he's in Minnesota so that's if all the clocks said noon oh that's even perfect <laughs> high noon if it's high noon Colby Kirk Cousins is out there and I think it'll be perfect he'll be the It'll be perfect for setting up a international Vikings name like it used to be. Yeah. All right. Well, that that is. <laughs> I don't want to go to the rest of this. Kind of rambled there. <laughs> I think this is a good segue to start the two and one games. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I want this to be kind of like a segue, so I don't really want to talk. I, want I think to talk. we need a pause. We do need to talk. I think there's two games that we should preview first. Review. Okay. Well, and one of them has to be your own Steelers. We have to talk about your Steelers. Well, oh, I just figured because we were recording live while that was going on. But we can talk about that if you want. Oh, that's right. We did do that live. Yeah. What so are that- your thoughts now, though? Now that the reports are pretty much official that Trubisky is going to be starter going forward. It's going to be ugly. Not feeling great. It's The more I see, like, I saw the PFF grades on, like, the O-line. Mm-hmm. The more I, like, see, they said, and I said this during the game, but the more I watch, the as much as I, the O-line is still a concern, I, it's more on Mitch than it is the line, honestly, and the play call. Because, like, the line, the pa- they pass protect pretty well, except for Dan Moore. He's not been great. But, like, the run blocking, yeah, is still bad. But, like, they pass protect pretty well. There's no point. There's really no point in having Mitch out there. It's kind of pissing me off at this point. It's stubborn. But I understand. I get that, like, why they want to leave Mitch in. But, like, if it's another week, like last week, where you can't get the receivers the ball and you lose to the Jets, if you're one and three and you just lost to the Jets, 
Well, then they play like Buffalo that next week. So like they probably don't mm-hmm. want to throw a picket out there for that. But like it's got to happen by like midseason. Like there's no way. It, it's, you have to, if Mitch loses to the Jets this week, the lease is going to get a lot shorter. So I don't feel great. So, I think now the new trend is I think what they've been saying is week on your guys' bye week, which is what week nine, week 10. Yeah. Barring injury. That's literally the only thing. That's the only thing, though. <laughs> so. Like you said, I think your take of uh, Kenny Pickett's probably not going to come in until the season's almost done with. It might be true. Uh, we'll see how Mitch does. He does have the Jets in Zach Wilson's first game of the season. He is officially, Robert Sala said, if he can do it, he will play because he is practicing. So the Flacco run, you don't have to be afraid of that. Your, your fears of Flacco are off your mind. So you should be feeling confident about this game, right? No, I do not feel no. About this game, oh. this is exactly the kind of game the Steelers love to lose, dude. Like, but you're both bad. offense with Flacco. You're both one and two, so I mean, like, is this a game that you guys should lose? Like, this is no, you're both technically bad teams right yes, now. I mean, we'll absolutely win technically we'll get into this later, but I do not feel very good. And you know, they haven't gotten to watch any Zach Wilson tape yet, so you know how they sometimes struggle against bad quarterbacks. I'm very nervous about the Jets. Um. <laughs> so yeah, right. what was the final, final game? game? Maybe the same one I wanted to use for the transition. Um, I think I think we're correct. I think you're correct. Is it a primetime game? No. Well, oh. almost, but not one of the night ones. No. Was it the Packers and Bucks that means? Yes. Okay, mine was not them. <laughs> we'll <laughs> talk about them for your transition. My other team that will be two and one and two and one. Well, we'll. Technically, that was the other one I want, really wanted to talk about, but I just looked at it, and I'm like, Colby, we have to talk about this. Two and one, Denver Broncos yeah. beat your 49ers. My 49ers. That's right. I'm calling it your 49ers. Even though I have them. Even though you convinced me to put them as a lock. Even though you could have convinced me as a lock. I could have gone three and up. I would have stuck with the home team. But I mean, I love that's my fault, folks. Game. That is my fault. I let Colby convince me. I but um, Colby, you're 49ers, man. Jimmy Garoppolo just has not – I thought he would come through. I think he's in the mode of I just don't give a shit anymore. But um, Broncos, though, two and one. What are your thoughts on that? Like, I'm trying to wrap my head around this these last couple of days. Say what you want. The Chiefs oh, lost to the Colts. I mean, they're two and one, and they're tied for first in the, in the division right now. Broncos and the Chargers are injured, and the Raiders stink. And I don't believe the Raiders could come out of that stink hole. So, thoughts, Colby? We're going to talk about the Broncos more when we get to my picks. I'll just preview that. But okay. I am not impressed with the Broncos. They're two and one, yes, but they should be. They should not be two. They deserve to be zero and three. Um, the Seattle like. Come on, bro. It's only going to get way harder from here. Their offense is terrible. Russell Wilson has looked bad, except he made the game when he drive, yes. But prior to that, he's looked bad. They haven't even scored more than – the most points they've scored is 16. They have not even scored 20 points yet in a game in the NFL. But they didn't have to. Their How defense has done the job for them. No, yeah, I mean, like the defense that, is good, but, like, the schedule is only going to get tougher. I, to me, this is much more concern about the 49ers is uh, praise for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Um, and Russell Wilson is just such a weird guy, man. 
I just like I feel like I don't obviously I'm not an expert. I don't know, but like he is a weird guy. I feel like his teammates not like him. Their <laughs> their schedule. Okay, it's not. No, it's actually it's pretty pretty tough after this. So they go at the Raiders. Then they go Colts at Chargers, Jets at Jags, which like the Jags are better than we thought. So I'm saying I'm counting that as a tough game. The Jets sure. And then the mm-hmm. rest of the way, they go at Titans, Raiders again, at Panthers, which doesn't look like too hard of a game. But then their the ending of their schedule is an absolute gauntlet. They go at Baltimore versus the Chiefs versus Arizona, at the Rams, at the Chiefs versus the Chargers. That is a brutal last couple weeks. I don't feel good about the Broncos, man. I, I can't believe – their offense looks worse with Russell Wilson so far than it did with Teddy Bridgewater last year. Yeah, it's a uh, especially with now a new offensive so and so coordinator, and now they got the backup help. They had to hire a new assistant assistant coach. That's right, folks, an assistant coach, not a not a car. And he's like what 40, 30 years in the league. Bet he's like seventy years old. But um, like I said, they're two and one. They're deep. The one thing I could take out of the Broncos' praise is their defense is amazing. Um. And the only thing I really got out of that game was how funny the Sunday night football camera crew can be because (laughs) almost every time there was a chance for the commentators to say something about the game, the cameras were always on Nathaniel Hackett, reminding the fans why this game stunk and was so low scoring (laughs) and why the offense wasn't looking that good. Um, If everyone wants to literally want to look back at that game, you'll see how many times the cameras literally pan over to Nathaniel Hackett. But then they do me a favor. And this is something that I might want to start promoting. It's the Denver Broncos defensive coordinator. And he was just right there, just going ham, calling those defensive plays, getting hype, getting the team rallied up. Um, If all things, if anything, I'm telling you Broncos country, um, you will still ride if that coach is on that squad. Because I think that guy might be the next man up. If he can, even though it's hard to say, it's bad to say that for defensive coaches to step up these days. I already see you getting up out of your seat because you're like, oh, a defensive coach being I a just head think coach. You're already talking ooh, about fire your coach can, in three. But hear me out. Doesn't that, but, but doesn't that help? Like Russell Wilson just six, had great success with a defensive coach. So why not? I mean, why not? So that's just my thoughts on that. I think Broncos country. Give him a chance. I think at this point, Nathaniel Hackett, he's two and one despite all his mistakes somehow. And that you got to give him credit. So I'm not writing him off yet. That's what I like. I told my family, I'm not writing him off yet. The two and one. I told them if they lost this game, I was because Shanahan was going to be there. But um, damn, just that's all I can say. I'm ready to move on. Transitioning to uh, Packers Bucks, like you were saying. Yeah. And then so, two sorry, and I just sent you the link for the second one. Yeah, last thing I'll say on the Broncos is how's that Russell Wilson uh, five-year extension looking right now for the 34-year-old Russell Wilson? We'll see if he gets yeah. there. Okay, yes. So the Packers and Bucks, and we'll do power rankings. So right now, the Packers and Bucks are kind of in weirdly similar spots to me. Uh, and this game was gross. I still have major concerns about the Packers, even though they won and they did finally beat Tampa, albeit a depleted team. 14 to 12 
Rodgers was rolling in the first half, stunk in the second half, couldn't move the ball. Um, these two teams are very interesting because they're kind of should be front runners in the NFC. It's so wide open. They both have defenses that look really, really good. They both have older Hall of Fame quarterbacks entering the uh, final ride territory. And yet their offenses are kind of broken. The Bucks more because of injuries and line changes. The Packers because their receiving core is not very good. Rodgers doesn't trust people. What was your big takeaways on this Packers sneaking, holding off the Bucks in this win? Um, Packers are better than we think. Because uh, the Bucks, they came out the same way they always do. You know, their defense was stagnant. They were really good. But the Packers, even with that receiving core, like you said, took that early lead. Despite the Aaron Jones fumble, they still won the game. Their defense really took the step up um, to match the Bucks and beat Brady. And that's that says a lot about more uh, LaFleur, I feel like, as well. Because that's what he's – I think that's his M.O. It's mostly defense um, and a very stout run game. But um, for the Bucks, I mean, that's just my takeaway for the Packers. Packers, they, they, I think they completed that turnaround that they were going for. Because, like, everyone going into the season were saying, it's not going to be as much about the offense or the passing game and Rodgers. It's going to be about this Packers defense and Packers run game. And to their credit, they did that. So I think uh, having Rodgers on the side – of that really helps and the receiving core will develop as the season goes on. So getting a win against Tom Brady honestly spells more disaster for me and the Vikings because that probably that first week one game is an <laughs> Aaron Rodgers classic R E L A X relax, you know, where he's just turning around like, yeah, don't worry. Just relax. Um, Because guess who they had next week was the Bears, and they put the Bears in reality check. Wouldn't be surprised when we turn around and Vikings, whenever they go to Lambeau at the end of the season. I think I already know what's at the end of the season. So hopefully by then we build a a gap or something, a cushion, so we can take that hit. But, uh, yeah, I was about to say, I'm pretty concerned about the Packers and their defense, man. You make points about the Packers. So – I mean, that's what you can really say about these low-score week three games is that the teams that really pulled it through were teams that pulled off really good defensive performances. Yeah, you do make a good point about the Packers there, especially in the NFC. And if you want me to make you feel even worse about the Packers, their next four games are versus the Patriots, who probably won't even have Mac Jones. Then they play the Giants and Jets back-to-back all at home, and then they go at the Commanders. So I could very easily see them being four and zero over their next four and being six and one to start. That is wild, and I'm pretty sure, as you can tell, the Vikings play the Saints. That's probably better than all. That's probably Saints, who are probably better than two of the four teams that you just said there. Yeah. So, all right. So now we want to do the two and one game. Uh, just a couple quick rounds of teams. We'll do teams that we haven't really mentioned yet. And. Mm-hmm. Then we'll get into um, crafting my power rankings. We want to get into that for the picks. Or if you want to do joint power rankings, I would also not be a Craft player. yours, craft yours, craft yours, because I got mine. Okay, work. All right, so the two-in-one game, let's, uh, let's explain this a little bit. So we don't really have a random system, so we're just going to kind of throw teams at each other and, and get you your take. So essentially, 
it's like a reverse for the, we're going to look at teams that are two and one or one and two, but for the two and one team, you have to give two negatives takes mm-hmm. two concerns. And then your biggest positive for the one and two teams, you do two positives and just one negative. It's kind of flip flops, which I like that. I thought that was clever. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to go ahead and throw one to you. If that's okay. okay. So we just talked about, uh, we're kind of segued. We just were talking about some some two and one teams. So, all right. So this team is a one and two, and they burned me. They burned me bad this week, and I'm going to stray away from making them my lock picks in the future. The Arizona Cardinals are one and two and look discombobulated. Uh, a game they could have easily won against the Rams, but just look like a complete mess on both offensively. Give me, give me your take. Your two. Two positives, one negative, big takes on the cards. Um, the two positives. One, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is coming back in three to four weeks, I think it is. So one positive right there. Um, I'm going to tie that in. I'm not going to add this as a second positive. I'm going to say Kyler Murray with DeAndre Hopkins. When he comes back, is amazing because DeAndre Hopkins does amazing things. Um, so when this team gets healthy, I think, that, or not healthy, but together, I guess you could say, because there are missing pieces due to injury right now. But when they get together, they will be at full force. So I'm not too concerned. I think the Cardinals are still awesome. Uh, my second reason is because I think they're awesome because this is the chance that the division is a little bit weaker than it usually is. I think the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo probably aren't as good as I thought they would be. Um, I think the Cardinals, yeah, you did just lose to the Rams. Um, not really too surprised in that one, though. Rams really needed that one more than you guys did, sadly, because the Rams are the Super Bowl defending defenders. So, and probably still my NFC is still favorites, you know. So, for you guys just to test your metal, I mean, they kick all those field goals. I'm going to, that's my, here comes my one negative. Okay. They only kicked field goals against the Rams. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing I probably do have to say right there. So that is that shows that we now your offense is a little inconsistent. That's the one thing that I think you guys do need to watch out for is Kyler Murray needs to get it down. Um that's and my good I got I wanted to come up with a second good reason that's not related to Kyler Murray, but it's Kyler Murray. I mean, like, that is your second good reason. Like, at first it was like, yeah, when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, your offense is going to change. But guess what? Right now you do have Kyler Murray, and that gives you, like we saw against the Rams, a fighting chance in everything. So, two, one and two cards. Um, yeah, short end of the stick, but you'll play the other guys later. So, of your division. I already know, Didn't they already just play the Seahawks or something, or they're about to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you go, cards. You'll come back around. Um, let's see. One team that I'm gonna send to you. What do you want to say, Cole? Real fast. I was gonna while say. I look here. I was just gonna say the cards have uh, next week at the Panthers. So. Mm. Oh, that's right. I heard that's the weird game. Well, I do like that actually because let's keep that on the cards then. <laughs> Panthers, Colby. Okay. What are your thoughts on the Panthers? All right, Baker Mayfield has burned us. You hopped off the boat. 
I said I was on the ledge. I said I was on. Oh, wait, the you ledge. were on the ledge. That's right. I said I hopped off he, the boat. You were on the ledge. He Sorry, won a game, so he kept me from jumping ship, but I have not stepped down from the ledge because he didn't look amazing. It still looked pretty bad. So I'm still on the ledge, but he kept me on the boat for another week. Um, okay, the Panthers. All right. Well, uh, look, two two positives and one negative since they're one and two. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the first big positive, the easiest to me, is. Their defensive front is legitimate. They have a good defensive yep. front. They and their and their back end's not horrible either. They uh, the Browns scored twenty six on them, but they shut down the Giants for the most part, even though they lost. And they really shut down Jameis and the Saints. Their defense is legitimate up front. There's some question marks and spots on the back ends, but they have uh, their cornerback that they drafted, J.C. Horn. You hope he continues to improve. Um, the Panthers, their their defense is legitimate. They get after the quarterbacks. So it's a little tougher to come up with a second positive. Um, but the second positive is uh, – this may Say seem like kind of snarky, but second positive is uh, Christian McCaffrey has yet to be injured. Three weeks in, he's still playing. So that's yeah. – he hasn't, uh, hasn't gotten hurt yet. Knock on wood. I hope he stays healthy all year. Um, but you know that's the knock on him, and so far he's been a contributing member of the offense. Pretty good player. Uh, the negative is far easier. They are one and two. The negative is Baker Mayfield has not uh, <laughs> taken to his new surroundings super well. He has even in the win this week, he still looked bad. He's not throwing for a bunch of yards. He doesn't look anything remotely like the quarterback that won a playoff game in Cleveland two years ago and was pretty good all year. Um, he may have just kind of destroyed his mojo. I don't know. He's he's looked bad. So that that's to me the big negative. He's not looked like the guy so far. Has been a very maybe not much even at all an improvement over Darnold. Slightly, but it's not been good. I think he brought me back onto the ship. He threw me out a lifesaver. I'm holding on to the lifesaver. That's what I'm doing. So while you're sitting on the ledge, I'm holding on to that little dinky rope pretty much off the side of the ship. Because uh yeah, I'd rather be drugged through right now because Baker, he did win me back over the Jamison Winston Saints. Like I said, I really want to talk about them tomorrow, but they just keep coming up. But it was a big win for the Panthers, I felt like, for this one, especially at home against the rival. So, yeah, what you got, Cole? Who you got against me? More of these before we get to our power rankings and my picks. All right, we'll give you another one and two, so give me two positives. Team, we, we talked a little bit about this offseason um, as in a team that was kind of in our conversation where we weren't quite sure about them. How about the Washington Commanders? It was an ugly week three. Got smacked by the Eagles. Carson Wentz did not get any measure of revenge uh, against his old team. Uh, the Commanders, man, what, you, what are some things they have to be positive about, to feel good about? All right, all right. Two things. Skill position is amazing in Washington um first of all wide receivers are out classing themselves with Carson Wentz whenever he throws them the ball they're doing a circus catch they're literally just going insane um if they had a better quarterback who knows what this team could do or at least you know a better o-line that's gonna be my negative their o-line was god-awful against the Eagles god-awful against the Detroit Lions. So uh, Detroit, I'm kind of not Detroit, Carson Wentz, he uh, he is getting ambushed out there. And my second positive, and this is 
more more or less uh more or less i'll know because that first negative that one negative is the really really big piece of the negative and the second positive i really want to say it's going to be the defense but i'm going to also say it's going to be brian robinson i've really after he got it's the dude that got shot everybody twice in uh, washington for the commanders um, I really think he, from seeing his comeback videos, I really do believe this dude's gonna be a beast if he's, if he's doing what he's doing. If everything comes out, I have him on my fantasy team too, so I am all in on this guy. So, and my team has some good running backs, not gonna lie. So I don't, I don't invest in bums. So I really think this guy is gonna pan out, just like how I think DeAndre Hopkins will pan out when he gets back to the Cardinals. All right. Okay. All right, so I need to get one more one and two team, and then we could do a two and one, and then we'll go ahead and transverse over to your power rankings. Um, one and two. This is a team, Colby, that uh, would probably do more if. Uh, yeah, it's just a sad turn of events here, so. It's going to be a little bit of a challenge for you, not going to lie. Okay. It's going to be the Patriots. <laughs> I was going to say the Raiders, but I think you already know my Josh McDaniels hate. So I'm going to go ahead. Actually, you were high on the Raiders, so I'm going to change my pick because we're already – Patriots are already down low as it is. So I am going to change it. I'm going to say the Raiders. I'm going Raiders back to don't qualify for this game. Oh, they're 0-3. They're 0-3. That's oh, the game. Oh, that feels Break bad. All right, yeah, let's go back to my – yeah, back to the Patriots then. Because they have more hope, sadly, somehow, than the Raiders. So, Colby, Patriots. All right. The Patriots, they're one and two. Uh, we'll start with a positive. Um, since I got to do two of those. You know, the <laughs> offense was improved against Baltimore. They were at least moving the ball. They scored 26 points, which is more than they scored the first two games. Mac Jones had three picks. So, yeah, that, that was bad. But, I mean – they took better care of the football. They could have won that game. So the offense at least appeared to at least be improved. Uh, I'll say that for my first positive. Uh, my second positive, um, you know, they <laughs> – I, I was thinking of one. Um, uh, this – okay, you know what? I'll say this. This is hard, dude. <laughs> Snarky, because I would say their offense was better. I could have just mentioned a specific player from the offense, but I'll say this. Here, here's this is actually much more positive. The other big positive is they had to play Lamar Jackson last week, and they won't have to play him again all year unless they make the playoffs somehow. So the other positive is they don't have to face Lamar Jackson again. Uh, he was yeah. ridiculous, and he tore them off. And I think it's as much as I hate on the Patriots. Like, they did hold Miami to 20 points, and they clamped Pittsburgh. They got that game out the way, too, like you said. And that defense by any stretch, but their defense is definitely better than it looked when it was trying to face Lamar Jackson, the most unique, dynamic player in the sport. So that's my second positive. They won't have to play Lamar Jackson again this year. Uh, The negative is, you know, Mac Jones is injured, and he wasn't looking good before he got hurt. He threw three picks. He appears to have regressed. Uh, and that's a major concern. Um, this uh, whole defensive guys calling the offense thing, while it was better this week, it still doesn't look great. Mac Jones, he can't be throwing three picks. He could have had a chance in that game. Um, and he's injured now. So, yeah, QB, big, big concern there. 
Okay. Well, I, I think Mac Jones will be all right. Um, yeah, his injury does stink, but I I do slightly agree. I think he kept that. I mean, if you look at those Patriot games, he does keep them in. He keeps them around, I feel like. I mean, didn't he get blown? Kind of got out of hand against Baltimore game. They get out of hand. But, uh, I mean, he's working. I think Mac Jones, he's working with what he's got. He's probably going to now fall into that bridge quarterback slot because um, I mean he's a franchise guy but I mean wow. I don't think he's the guy you know I don't That's think he awesome. is the guy he's great system great system dude hopefully he gets back and bounces back um all right let's get two two and one teams Colby what you got all right Take so it's not as many of these that we haven't talked about yet so I don't know if we yeah as fun many ones teams, but there are some there's some fun ones if out you can't there. think of any I got one ready to fire I got one um, okay. Hopefully it's not the same one you have. I hope not to. We'll say the Bears, two and one. Okay, good. They they're sneaky two and one, gross two and one, but two and one all the less. They're two and zero oh when I pick against them is one of my locks. They beat Davis Mills, possibly the best young quarterback in the sport. Uh, just kidding, but he did play better than uh, he did play better than Justin Fields for the record. But the Bears still won. They're yep. two one. You don't apologize yep. for that. So you give me some. Two negative takes about the Bears and a positive. Well, thank goodness he chose the Bears to start. <laughs> Two negative takes. One, Justin Fields, man. It's playing in like 1905. It's not looking like it's going to be good. Um, Matt Eberflus, he has no confidence in him. Maybe they just don't call enough pass plays, but – uh, it's, it's uh, it looks like it's it looks like Chicago doesn't or at least inside you know Chicago they don't have faith in him. I know the fan base does. He's winning games, but what was it like eleven attempts or so or twelve attempts? It was very very dismal. Three games. Yeah, it was very dismal again. Uh, the passing attempts. So I'm going to say that's the negative. My second negative, even though you can also say it as a positive. It's Roquan Smith balling out. Um, that man is demanding <laughs> you to give him money. <laughs> that man is balling out. And this, I was going to say, it's a negative and a positive. So I'm more leading negative because you're not paying him. So he's just balling out. If he ever decides to step out, that defense is just going to also step out. So I'm going to say that would be my second negative um, is, you know, even though it's also dressed as a positive. My one positive is, I mean, you won two games so far. You won the games that you're supposed to win. Let's be honest. They won the games that they had a chance to win at home. Uh, They won the monsoon game. I mean, bears bears in a bad weather game. You know the fans are riled up for that at home. Yeah, so that's that check off the boxes. Bears won that game. Good job, Bears. You did your job. What did they do on the second game? Oh, they were they were at home against the O one and one Texans. I love you, Smith. You're telling me that they weren't supposed to win that game? Yeah, they did that. Check the boxes. Good job, Bears. So I think they're living up to their reputation. So I mean, that's my positive. You're living up to the hype. All right. Hey, real quick before you go, um, for these power rankings, it's just like the top ten, right? Or do you have like- your own personal po- your own personal top ten? Yes. Okay, I was gonna say because I did not rank all thirty two, but I have ten. No, I, I I have my own personal top ten. Don't worry. Okay. All right. 
Go ahead. Hit me with yours, though. Well, Colby, this game we kind of wrote off. We thought it would be a snoozer. Kind of was. But there was one one or couple – there was a lot of things we can learn from that game, Colby. And so, in classic Skip Bayless fashion, how about them Cowboys, Colby? Go ahead and talk about them. Okay. How about yeah, them I respect Cowboys? That. That's a good one. I respect that. Um, you know, that was another lock I got wrong on. I mean, yeah, I'll give credit where credit is due. I thought the Cowboys were going to be, like, in contention for the number one pick when Dak went down. Um it is this still the Giants, although it was the 2-0 Giants. But, yeah. All right, so two negative. Again, I get to give two negatives and a positive. Here's a negative for you. Why does the offense look so – and I think you're playing Tampa Bay, but why does the offense look better with Cooper Rush than it did with Dak? I mean, that's – oh. What the f- – Yo, sorry about that. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what just happened there. <laughs> cut out there in the middle of my rant. <laughs> Go ahead, Colby. All right, you're talking about Cooper Rush? Yeah. So, yeah, the first negative was why does Cooper Rush, like, look better than Dak did that first game? That may be cheap for a negative, but, um, but yeah, that's a negative. The other negative is um, – the other negative is that – you know, Zeke, uh, he's still not very good. He didn't get that many touches. Uh, Pollard is clearly better, even though they still want to hand it to Zeke. Um, Zeke, he's got more attempts, but Pollard is averaging more yards per carry. Um, so, like, I, I don't think Zeke really really has it anymore. And actually, can I change that negative? Because I have a better one. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The better negative is CeeDee Lamb because I was thinking about the skill guys. CeeDee Lamb, yeah. 91 yards. He had a touchdown, but he has not looked like a true wide receiver one. And I know it's with Cooper Rush, but uh, that is – Even with that. Yeah. So that that's definitely a negative as well. Positive, the, you know, I was thinking – I almost wanted to just say Cooper Rush being 3-0. But I'll say the biggest positive is that this – as much as I like to bag on him and bang on him, this does say something for Mike McCarthy as head coach, that he's gone out there and won these two games, that he's now 3-0 with Cooper Rush. That is that is something. Uh, like, clearly, this team at least somewhat believes in their coach, even though he does do some boneheaded things sometimes. It's not like – like, if these guys hated McCarthy and hated playing for him, they, they would have not won these last two games. Um, so he's actually – he seems like he's got con- the locker room, like – He's got some buy-in, um, and you know the team's looked been very buttoned up and looked pretty good these last two games. So yeah, got to give love to bang on him. Got to give credit where credit is due to Mike McCarthy. That's probably my biggest positive. He's looked like a very competent coach the last two games. Okay. Yeah, he's been on. He's been on his grind. Yeah, I agree. All right, I like that. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, so one more two and one team even things out. All right. And then we'll uh, we'll hit. The- yep. Okay. Well, here, here's a fun. Here's a maybe fun is the right word. Here's a two and one team that we referenced a little bit earlier, but haven't talked about them directly too much. The team that just uh, embarrassed my Steelers in the second half on last Thursday. How about the Browns sitting at two and one? Give me some negatives and some positives for the Browns. 
All right, two negatives for the Browns. Well, one negative is, oh, man, those receivers. The Jacoby Brissett is putting the ball in some amazing places, but the receiving core has not been playing like they should have. Um, I saw Amari Cooper with a couple of drops. Um, you're still relying on people's Jones. Ninjoku's doing his job. I'll give him credit because um, I love to respect me some good tight ends. So Ninjoku, good job balling out. But besides that, though, Amari Cooper hasn't really lived up to his end of the deal. I mean, he's a good option to throw to. He has caught some passes before before I get attacked and hounded. He has been catching some passes. But there has been moments where it's just like almost like how CD had his moment last night where he just had that blatantly open drop. Amari Cooper had that too in prime time. So um, that's going to be why one negative is I don't have as much confidence in this receiving core, even with the upgrade of Amari Cooper. I actually would say downgrade because you lost Juice Landry. So my my opinion. But my other negative is probably going to be, depending on how Miles Garrett comes out, um, this is not even a performance thing right now, but is how much can this defense really carry on? I feel like the defense is doing an amazing job these last couple of weeks, but also they we've seen moments where this defense had like some flaws, especially over the top. So, because like I said, there's just been moments where you can throw over the Browns and Baker Mayfield just unleashes, you know, a 50 yard touchdown against you to keep them in the game. Can't be having that happen when you have, especially with the probable injury of Miles Garrett right now. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, so hopefully he's all right. But those are my two negatives for the Browns. But one positive is, though, and I think it's sadly becoming more of a trend that it is positive, it's that they are two and one on their way to getting a better quarterback yeah. coming back. <laughs> Like that is sad. Like, and that is what I'm hearing throughout the media is like, there's a reason why they don't want to talk about the Browns. It's because they're getting better. They're doing their job. They're floating and they're getting a better quarterback in the end of the day when it's supposedly getting a better quarterback at the end of the day. Um, I do think Jacoby Brissett deserves his flowers. He's been balling out. So those would be my one main positive would be they're staying afloat and Jacoby Brissett's balling out, kind of tie that tie that together. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's good. All right. You want to give me one more to finish it off? Yeah. I'll give you – kind of want to give you another fun one. Let's go ahead and do that. Make it, Make everything – make things fun. Let's go ahead and go. We talked about this team already. Dang it. Hang on. I'm thinking, oh yeah, let's talk about the let's talk about the Ravens. Okay. Let's Ravens. talk about your rivals. Let's talk about the guys that are potentially set up for another playoff run, it looks like, through your division too. Yeah. All right. That's it. Okay. Well, the first negative is easy. The first negative is their secondary is depleted. They, their DBs, even though they had the interceptions against Mac Jones, they still gave up a lot of passing yards. They got cooked by the Dolphins. So that's a major concern. That's really the only big red flag I see with the Ravens right now. Their offense is legit and Lamar's amazing. 
And the rest of the defense is pretty solid, but that back end is very depleted right now, and it is not good. So that's a major concern. That's the first negative. The second negative is they're going to have to pay Lamar Jackson an absurd amount of money if he keeps playing at this rate. It's going to be like rack up the Brinks truck, fully guaranteed, keys to the city, all the whole nine yards. That, oh, yeah. They're going to wish they just paid him whatever he wanted. I don't And I don't know all the details. I'm sure it was an absurd number. because They said he turned down like 250 mil, not all guaranteed, like less than 200 mil guaranteed. He might get a fully guaranteed contract, or at least very close to it, uh, the way he's going right now. The biggest positive, uh, and then on the flip side of that, is um, I'll say that the passing game is legit with Lamar Jackson. Don't want to give him most of the credit, but like we, Bateman's looked really good. Um, and like our big concern going into the year was the Ravens was their receiving core looks very lackluster, but it hasn't really mattered. They're getting production out of the guys they got out there. Lamar's looked really good. Um, so that's a big positive, and I think they're a Super Bowl contender. So, all right, one game. That was fun. I like that. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good, Rick. All right, so you want to knock out our uh, – compare our power rankings real quick, and then I'll get my picks, and then I'm going to have to get out of here pretty – Yeah, man, let's go ahead and give – let's do this thing. All right. I wish good. I had some, like, theme music like they do in the TV shows when they do the power rankings. We'll, we'll get on. So I'm just going to go like this. Number 10, all right? All right. Ready? 10 up, I like that. All right, I'm ready. All right. Number 10. All right. You want me to go first? Yeah. All right. So my number 10 team – and I, this is kind of going with combination of how they've looked on the field, how I feel going into the year, but mostly leaning to what I've seen so far. My number 10 team is actually your Minnesota Vikings sneaking into my top 10. They're two and one um, Detroit, I think is a pretty good team and they beat them or at least a solid team and green Bay. They look like they're going to be viable. They're in my rankings as well. Um, the Philly loss. Yes, it was concerning. Definitely. And them getting pushed around for most of the game against the Lions was also concerning, which is why I couldn't put them any higher. But I do still feel like they've got legit talent on both sides of the ball. The defense has some question marks, but it looks like it's at least should improve as the year goes on. So I put the Vikings as my 10. All right. At number 10 for me, I got the Jags. Well, with the Jacksonville Jaguars buying it all into the hype, I think this is a perfect number 10 team, um, especially coming off of a beaten down chargers and what do they do they brutally beating them down even worse so i'm going with number 10 jacksonville jaguars i like what they got going on all right number nine i like that jalen so much i have the jaguars as my number nine team because they looked excellent buttoned up they have real talent on both sides of the ball um they definitely still have their holes and you know it may be foolish putting them in my top 10. That's why I couldn't put them any higher, despite how good they look. The only reason I put them above your Vikings, who are albeit more proven, is two reasons. One, they have a far, well, maybe not far, but at least they appear at the moment to have an easier division. And two, which is also why they're in the top 10, I think they're in position. And two, they have a far higher ceiling at quarterback. Than the, than the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk is still, at this point in his career, you would probably say still you trust him more than Trevor Lawrence, but probably not for much longer. Trevor Lawrence is way more upside, way more special. Um, and I think if Trevor Lawrence continues on this trajectory, the Jags will be, should win their, could win their division. I have them ninth. 
I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, I agree with that take. That last take too. If uh, Trevor Lawrence says, "Well, he'll take that division," at number nine, I have this team taking their division as well, and it's the Los Angeles Rams. I have them at number nine. Um, pretty much, I think they're pretty pretty solid. Their defense, I feel like they're getting their mojo back. They're still hungover, um, but they're still winning games. McVay is pulling these guys through it, through all of Stafford's interceptions. Um, oddly enough, no passing no passing touchdowns last game, but that doesn't sway me from kicking them out of my top ten. Um, all right, number eight. Dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun. Funny he number should eight. mention that, Jalen. My number eight is the Los Angeles Rams. I'm just slightly higher on these teams than you are. Um yeah, I, I agree with most of what you said there. They do have major concerns, which is why I couldn't put them above some of the NFC teams I have above them. Their O-line is a big concern. Um, but I do trust Stafford and McVay, ultimately. They're 2-1 and one in spite of all their issues, and I absolutely trust them to figure it out and get better over the course of the year. I'm sure Allen Robinson will show up at some point. Um, so, yeah, I put the Rams at 8. But, again, I have big concerns. It's mostly just because they're still 2-1, and and I trust them that they'll figure it out. At number eight, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I think it's a given fact that the Bucs are better than the Rams. I might have them a little low, but I also think it came out a little flat, and it came out a little flat these last couple games for against the against the Saints as well. Say what you want about Dennis Allen and about how he might have what it takes to stop Brady. But Brady beat them. So that's why I have them above the Rams because I do think saying that the Bucs are better than the Rams is a big statement still. But I still have – I have to keep them in my top ten. Honestly, I had to sit there and tell myself the Jags are not better than the Bucs right now. Bucks defense, too solid for me to move away from. Um, I'm going to say I have them at number eight. All right. Da-na-na, da-na-na, number seven. Well, you know, I'll try to keep this one quick because it's getting ridiculous. At number seven, I have the Bucks, <laughs> just a spot ahead of you. I agree with all, all of what you said there for the most part. Um, the offense has obviously been concerning. It has been rocky, but they've had a ton of injuries. They'll get healthier over the course of the year. I think Brady will figure it out and improve, but that's also why I couldn't put them any higher. Their defense just looks really good. They have a far better defense, maybe not far better, but it looks like at this point a much better defense than the Rams, which is why I put them above them. Um, I was close to putting them at six, but I kept them at seven to to be to stay honest. Um, so yeah, the Bucks were my number seven. At number seven, I have, and I think this is where we're going to start slowly separating. Maybe <laughs> at number seven, I have the victor of that game, the Green Bay Packers. I think they are just slightly better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. Their defense, I thought, performed better than. They stopped Brady. I think that's a more of an accomplishment, and they won finally against Brady. Um, probably a mission that they had on their whiteboard since Brady got in their division and beat in the conference and beat them. So I'm going to have the Green Bay Packers at number seven, really buying into that defensive presence that they're starting. They're trying to build up and sell, and I'm buying into it. All right, your turn. All right, Dun-dun-dun, Dun-dun-dun, number six. You know, I like that, Jalen. I've got the Packers as my number six team. God damn it. It's going to be one in our top fives, apparently. But it's been oh, don't worry. Consistent. It's going to be good. 
I agree with you. The defense has looked great. That's the biggest reason why they're up here. Um, after having some issues with Minnesota the first week, Rodgers has been kind of in a weird funk. He's still getting it figured out. But Christian Watson, their other rookie, who dropped the pass week one against y'all, the touchdown, he was out this week. So he'll be back. They'll get him reincorporated. Romeo Dobbs finally showed up, the kid from Nevada. He looked good. So I do think Rodgers, the young guys, are more talented than the veterans he has there, even though he trusts the veterans more. I think as the year goes on, they will start to improve, and their offense will will also figure it out, and their defense looks good. I like the Bucs more on paper, but I can't just because – but they beat the Bucs on the field, and that obviously has to count. That's why I put them at six. I think they're in a good spot if they can get this receiving core figured out in the NFC. All right. I think this is where hopefully we start to finally diverge apart. At number six, I got my Minnesota Vikings. Ooh. Above all those teams that we were just hyping up, I have them at number six, baby. And I am not looking back at that take anymore. After all that you said, I'm not looking back. If Justin Jefferson wants to have his cold spell now, early in the season, totes to you, bro. Get it over with now. I expect you to show up in London to promote yourself internationally. Like I said, um, I'm all I, I hate like you said, I know it was a tough game in Detroit, but guess what? One o'clock Kirk Cousins showed up, Colby. Like I said, Kirk Cousins is a Hall of Fame quarterback at one o'clock. I looked at our schedule. I don't expect us to play at eight o'clock for a long time till Thanksgiving, actually. And I think he'll pull through against Pat against the Patriots and Mac Jones as well. And I think that primetime streak will go a little quiet. So I'm saying the Vikings will be a nice, comfy number six. And I don't think they're going to move up from this spot, sadly, though. That's the thing I have about this tricky spot. So number six, I don't think they're going to go any higher than the teams that we're going to talk about next. All right. Wow, that's very high. Um, you know, I, I think this is as high as I'll put them. This probably is as high as I'll put them, though. After this whole season, this probably is as high as they'll get, if you think about it. That's why I put them right here because I think after the two, three weeks, after three weeks, I think they're right here. This is where I think they are. They're not a top five team, but I do think they are a team that still put the put the put the brakes on for. So, all right, Colby, <clears throat> number five. Oh, a little backwards there. Into the top five. <laughs> At number five, I've got the Baltimore Ravens. Um, oh, oh. I, I'm a guest. I think Lamar Jackson is just ridiculous. He's very difficult to defend. Their passing game is better than I thought it'd be. The receivers don't be an issue. Like I said, the only major concern is the back end of the defense. But if guys can get healthier, or at least they can, young guys can improve. You hope that gets better. Um, I couldn't put them above any of the top four teams because of that concern. But I really like what I've seen from the Ravens so far overall, despite that collapse against Miami. All right. That's a reasonable, uh, reasonable take, Cole. I think it's a little too low, in my opinion, but they're top five teams, so I can't disagree too much. <clears throat> my number five spot right now, and I mentioned it earlier, and you just mentioned the team that beat them. It's the Buffalo Bills. I have the Bills at number five because I am that concerned about the run game. I am that concerned about how this team needs to adjust. Yes, they are depleted in the secondary, and they'll come back later in the season. I believe in that 100%. But the fact is, they, like you said too, they cannot get the run game going for the life of them. And I think when it matters, 
there's going to be some games like we saw in this one where it's just gritty and the defense might have Stephon Diggs and, you know, Dawson Knox unavailable. And Josh Allen is out here throwing 60 passes. Why? Because they don't have a run game. It's just so predictable. Um, I have to peg them down for predictability. Um, I still have high aspirations for this team. That's why I feel like this is probably, again, just like the Vikings, that's as high as, high as I probably will be on the Vikings. And this is probably as low as I'll be on the Bills. Right. So I think this was a big reality slap. Sucks that they uh, lost right before our power rankings. But that's honestly that loss showed a lot of flaws. So that's All what right. I'm going with. Okay. Number four. All right. <clears throat> dun, 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 dun. Number four. All right. Number four. I got the Dolphins. Uh, just above the Ravens. They're three and zero. I have to respect it. You can argue that I should have them a little higher, but I, I still have my questions about what their real ultimate ceiling is, but they're three and three great wins. The receiving core, the offense looks good. Defense is pretty, looked pretty solid against Buffalo. Um, it's an impressive three and start. So I'll have the dolphins fourth. They look really good. All right. My number four team. I think this one's going to be a little skeptical, but they've been balling out and they got one of the MVP front runners. It's going to be, Eagles. I'm gonna peg them down, even though they slapped my team to slap my team silly. I have to say it like that. Um, even though they slapped them silly, I'm gonna sit here and say there's still questions about Jalen Hurts, honestly, because I want to see how he does against those Cowboys. Okay, that defense. I have to see how the Eagles do against the Cowboys. They did get swept by him last season. Jalen Hurts has a problem against big games. I mean, you can say what you want. The Vikings was, yes, on prime time. Vikings are hot. Duh, duh, duh. It's Kirk Cousins in prime time. <laughs> it, it, that's that's what it is at the end of the day, in my opinion. Um, they need another – I feel like they will get another prime time game for Jalen Hurts to show us stuff. Um, but for right now, 3-0, and they are completely electric, yes. But there have been stunts where this team just, when they get off the brakes, they slam it. Um, they did that for the Vikings. They did that. Well, no, they didn't do it for the Eagles. I would say they do it for the Commanders. I don't think they just – I think they at that point they just weren't interested in scoring on the Commanders. You can get hurt on that shitty field. Don't blame them. I, um, <laughs> that's a good point. So I, I don't blame them for putting in too much effort once you have the lead. So, right. yeah. All right. Top three. No, no, no. Number three. Five-minute drill. I'm interested to see your top three here. My number three, I won't go too much into them because we talked a lot about them and you, you just talked about them a minute ago. My number three is the Bills. It may be wrong to have them above the Dolphins who just beat them, but at the end of the year, if I'm being honest with myself, I still believe Buffalo's a better team. That was a weird game. Um, Josh Allen's a far, still a far, far better player than two. I know disrespect there. And I do think the Bills will figure it out, and I still think they're going to win a lot of games. They totally agree with you, the run game and the – the struggling close games is a major concern, which is why I have them three and no higher. Um, but I have my threes, the bills still not, not hitting the panic button completely, but some concerns. My number three is going to be the Baltimore Ravens for in this five minute drill. I'm going to go ahead and say Lamar MVP. That campaign is back up and running. He is producing more rushing yards than he has before. He's completing more passing yards than he has before. This defense, yes, they're the only reason why they're not number one on my list is because their defensive secondary stinks. Um, dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun. 
number two. All right. So we have at least one of the same two teams in here. It's this team. My number two team is the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, maybe should still have them one, but that's – I do feel like it was just a trap game loss to the Colts, but, you know, there were still some concerns. Maybe they do miss Tyreek Hill a little bit. Um, they still were excellent the first game against Arizona. They beat the Chargers. Um, it's not all perfect, and they did lose, but I still have very much a lot of faith in the Chiefs that they'll be right there at the top of the league all year. So they're my two number right. two. My number two team is the Dolphins. Um, beating big-name coaches, as you guys heard me throughout these past weeks, in my opinion, means a lot in my book, especially for McDaniels. Seeing those post-game interactions, especially how Belichick was so salty towards him and didn't even like want to shake his hand. Um, big on the McDaniels. going to be another big test for them this week against the Bengals. They win this game against the Bengals on the short week. Um, that, says, that says a lot about the coach especially in the quick turnaround. They're my number two team. And if they win that game, they'll probably cement themselves in my, as my number two team for a while. All right. Dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun, uh, number one. This may be a little overreaction prisoner of the moment, but my number one is the Philadelphia Eagles, baby. Number one team in the league, undefeated. Gross. Their offense is unique. Their running game is absurd. They can throw it now. Jalen Hurts has taken a big step forward. Their defense is legit. Their defense smothered the commanders. Yes, it's the commanders, not exactly Brady, but still, they're legit. I don't feel there's a single team in the NFC better than them. You you look at the rest of their schedule, they're going to be favored in almost every game. They're going to roll. I think they're a great position to be the number one seed, and I think they – I don't know how they'll do in the playoffs, but I feel like they can make a deep playoff run. I got them my number one team. I think they're in a position to be dominant this year. Number one, how about that? Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Ah, I say how about that, right? That is that is pretty exciting. My number one team, like you said and predicted, is the Chiefs. Even though they faltered against the Colts, I felt like they just fell victim to the classic trap game. Um, it's good to get those out early. Just had some very bad drops. But, I mean, yeah, Patrick Mahomes hitting you in the numbers. These are professional athletes. That's not going to happen every week. So I'm going to go ahead and put them at number one. The special teams will come together when Harrison Butker comes back, as always, because he does get upset. I mean, this isn't the first time they got hurt, and then when he got back, they came back together. So Chiefs just, you know, hopefully they survive throughout this uh, injury and the special teams falter. But I'm with you, Colby. Let's get those quick three locks before this time runs out. Here we go. These are for the official record. I feel better about these. It's been a rough last two weeks for me. I'm going to do my lock last. They're actually in chronological order. My first of my three locks, I'm going to take your Vikings minus the two and a half at against the Saints in London. Saints have looked bad. Jameis has been a mess. I feel I'm a little hesitant to put a London game on there just because weird stuff happens over there. But if I'm being honest, I think the Vikings are far better uh, team. They, they look better. I love the Vikings in that one. Uh, so I'm on okay. your Vikings. I'll swallow the two and a half points. I like a dog for my second one. I, I don't know what this line is in most books, but I was surprised to see this. I'll take the Commanders plus three and a half at Dallas. Dallas, everyone is on them. They're riding high the last two wins, and they do definitely look are better than the Commanders in a lot of spots. It's been a great time, but there's no way you give me Carson Wentz over Cooper Rush, even despite all the concerns. As bad as Washington looked last week, I think they'll bounce back. I'll like the I'll take the three and a half points. I think they went out right, but I'll take the three and a half. And my best pick of the week, my favorite pick of the week, give me the 0 and three Raiders minus two and a half against Russell Wilson and the Broncos. I love the Raiders. They got to win eventually. 
This feels like a good time. They're desperate. Denver's offense has been a mess. The Raiders, they've been in close games. I don't think they're going to be completely horrible. Love the Raiders to get their first win this week, Jalen. All right. All right. Good picks, Cole. <laughs> good picks. Uh, since we're short on time, I don't know much how much time we got. Um, <clears throat> all I can say is good picks. Final thoughts. What do you got, Colby? Let's get your final thoughts for the week. Could be a bounce back pick for me. Hopefully we see Kenny Pickett this weekend. <laughs> okay. Okay. My final thoughts for this episode is. Thank you for listening to the CJJC show. If you want more content, follow us on Instagram where we post weekly pickums and other social media whenever that happens. Also, keep a lookout for our pick'ems list so you can join in on the takes and all the fun. Peace out.